2: WHUPLP Hillsboro North Carolina the center of the known world this is the Cage Side Concussion Cast we are your source for the martial arts in the Carolinas and beyond i'm Jeff Shaw and i'm really excited to have my man Trevor Hayes in the studio as well as local professional MMA fighter Daniel I'm, I'm the Executive that Branch
0: i just saw you catch like a pokemon and you hit the poke stuff at the same time while doing the the station like announcement
2: mad multitasking skills for the record it was a 10 cp magic carp oh. magic carp i'm on my way to that gyarados uh, you don't have? i thought you had, had one uh, no, I didn't. I tried to get one in Boston, but it oh. just didn't take. Oh. I, I have a Snorlax. I got a Snorlax.
0: One ran away from me the other day. I was so mad. There's <laughs> a lot of profanity at <laughs> a <of> kid's park.
2: <laughs> Simultaneously, the best and worst thing that has ever happened to the show is me and Trevor discovering that there is a PokéStop we can hit from the studio. Yeah. And so uh, so we're going to ask Daniel Branch, who has been mocking us for this for the last half an hour, what his favorite Pokémon is in the in the next 20 minutes or so. But before we get into our feature- featured interview with the artist formerly known as the Headcase and currently known as the Executive, we're going to get into the news segment. And before we get into the new segment, I'm going to tell you how to get at, get at me and Trevor uh, for show ideas, comments, compliments, correspondence, love letters, advice, bomb threats, whatever. Tattoo ideas, uh, puppy donations. Uh... I think we tattoo ideas and puppy donations are welcome on they both are. of us. They're very welcome. I'm going to get my first tattoo, which is of a dog. Yeah, I'm going to oh, get going to get one long. of the late lamented Russell, yeah. Are the, you doing the top hat? Uh, no, I'm going to do the one where he's sniffing the uh where he's sniffing the flower cause he Have you seen that one where he's sniffing yeah, the, that's the flower? Yeah, Those like yeah, those of you that that, that like tre- it's it's a little circle of life thing where Trevor has a new a new dog, Chance Monster Chuck Hayes and my late lamented basset hound Russell, Russell the amazing uh passed away, but I'm going to commemorate him on my back. Uh and so so that'll be cool, and I'll probably scream like a child. But yeah, um, you'll be fine. We'll get it on video. I'll scream like a child. It'll all be those hilarious. All
0: burns will pay off. <laughs> Your skin can't feel anything. So.
2: Exactly. But true. True story. I don't know if I told you this. I posted something to Facebook. So there, there was a yellow jacket nest in my yard, and I didn't real. And Alex Cummings, my roommate, thought he had killed it, mm-hmm. but I discovered he hadn't when I got out of my car and I felt this little tiny prick in my ear, and I was have like, "You seen his mustache? How can you trust him?" Dude, I have pictures of that mustache, <laughs> and it's it's pretty wild. But like, so I got stung in the ear, and it didn't hurt at all. Because he stung me right in the cauliflower. And I was like, well, that's... And I was like, you got nothing, yellow jacket. Then he stung me in the neck and I ran. Uh, so, So, yeah. So, kids, if you're listening at home, get cauliflower ear. It's, yeah, it's important. It's important. Daniel Branch has some very impressive cauliflower here, and we'll talk to him about that after the station break. But first, we have a very quick news segment. If you want to get at us and tell us news items that we missed or news items we should include next time or suggested show guests, you can email the show at info or at, cagesidewhup, cagesidewhup, at gmail.com. You can get at us on Twitter and Instagram at side cagesidewhup, cagesidewhup, our Facebook page cage side Radio and be sure and check that Facebook page after the interview where we will be able to where we will post information all about Daniel Branch's next fight how you can support him in that fight how you can check it out so we got three news items. Uh, first of all, Olympic judo. Uh, I'm very excited about this because uh, there are two things I like. I like martial arts and free things, and NBC Sports has Olympic judo uh, streaming for free. And so, spent the morning uh, yesterday watching people throw each other. And I tell you, you know, I've I, I've always wanted to train more judo um, because, for one thing, it's just a tremendous martial art, but it's also really entertaining to watch because it's watching a tough. It's tough like, people. I, I
0: wrestled for a long time. When I got into judo, I was like, what did I get into?
2: Yeah, tough people. You, you you cannot succeed at the highest level of judo without being an incredibly tough person. And it's just spectacular to watch, right? When you have a, a, a full-grown human being throwing another grown human being against the mat... Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty excellent. So I'm pretty stoked to watch, you know, all the judo athletes. Um, so you can stream that live. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, one of my friends uh, from Palau it, it competed at the last Olympics, but unfortunately is not competing this year. So I don't have a rooting interest except for, of course, Kayla Harrison uh, from the United States of by God America. So that,
0: have you seen the female boxer?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, T Rex. Yeah, I want to call her? Yeah, that's her nickname. Her nickname is T-Rex. Apparently like like
0: you now people are offering her like a model contract or something like Oh, that. really? Like, well, that's I mean, I, they did like a, the top female competitors the Olympics and she popped up and I'm like,
2: I mean, I, I'm all about women fighting, but I'm like, she's actually amazing and I would love yeah. to get her interviewed on this show because I heard an interview with her on, on the slate hang up and Listen podcast where she has, she has just a tremendous life story is really yeah. compelling is really an interesting like interview mm-hmm. and you know and but is, and is I think the favorite to win gold this year really? Wow awesome. yeah so I love the Olympics and uh, so the Olympics are free watch those more locally next weekend uh, Valerie Worthington who is an amazing black belt from Princeton BJJ former black belt world champion tremendous instructor that I've had the pleasure of learning from has choked me several times, has a new book out about her Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu road trip and how that started her on the path to a fulfilling life. She's doing two events while she's in town. August 13th, she's going to be having an open mat, discussion, and book signing at um, Pendergrass Academy from, I believe, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's August 13th. Val is is a wealth of knowledge and a delight to train with, uh, so definitely go out and support that. And that next day, we're going to have Val live in studio. So we'll be talking about her book. We'll be talking about her competition career. We'll talk about her columns for Breaking Muscle, where she has some really, really thoughtful and cerebral approaches on athletic competition generally, and jiu-jitsu and martial arts specifically. And so we'll have Valerie Worthington in studio, somebody they have always wanted to have in studio. Very excited about that. And so to end the new segment, we're just going to provide an ample... Uh, uh, this is going to segue right into our interview with Daniel, the executive branch. Is uh, on September 23rd in Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, Ring of Combat 56 is going to feature probably their most exciting card yet. And we are particularly excited for it because... Local fighter Daniel Branch is going to be up there in what is probably, and I'll ask him about this in a second, the biggest fight of his career. So please be prepared to support that, and we will talk with our featured interview with Daniel, the executive branch, in about 45 seconds. So stick around.
0: My name Cowboy, is, Karate. Cowboy Karate! Cowboy Karate! Karate. <laughs>
2: Woo. Up, yeah. It's the Side Concussion Cast on WHUPFM.org. So we've had Daniel Branch in the show once before, promoting an earlier fight, but uh, he's had uh, he's had quite a bit go on in his career since then, and this is something we're really excited about. We're excited to see him fight. We're excited to help him promote the fight. From Gracie Raleigh, Daniel, the executive branch, welcome back to the Concussion Cast.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: So um, would you say this is the biggest fight of your career?
1: Yes, uh, definitely. Um, it's, it's funny because, I don't know, I was just kind of, I was like, man, I want to fight somewhere out of state and this, that, and the other. And I was like, well, I'm just going to start sending these promotions, emails, or whatever i got to do to get in touch with them. And surprisingly, Lou Neglia called me back, and I was, I was like, man, he's like the only one that called me back. And I just kind of sent it on a whim, and then next thing I know, I have a fight. So,
2: so when you send messages in like that, do you send in tape of yourself? Do you send in your resume? How does that work?
1: Actually, no, I didn't. I I should. Cause you know they they have no idea who I am. Probably half the people listen more than half the people listen to this show. Probably have no idea who I am. But do you know who you are.
0: <laughs> but do you ask yourself that in the morning in the mirror? <laughs> but,
1: but no, I just emailed him and asked him if he needed any 185ers. I sent him my you know my record and and he called me and he had a call, he had an option for me and the guy. I guess something happened. He fell through and he gave me the, his opponent. So.
2: Well, I'm always curious about how this goes on and that, like, we will get into this specific fight that you have in just a moment. But when you're a, a young professional fighter looking to build your career, are you just sending emails to promoters all over the country? Or do you target specific promotions where you say, like, I would really like to fight for Ring of Combat. I would really like to fight for Next next Level Fight Club. How, how does that work? Do you have a list of promotions you want to fight for, or do you just kind of, like, cast a wide net?
1: No, I kind of casted a wide net. I was just – I was looking – the goal was to get on a big promotion. Um for my next fight i wanted you know like an out of state big promotion um and so i was just sending a lot of big promotions messages like i don't know i sent something like shamrock fc uh king of the cage uh what was it? there's a couple there's one in pennsylvania uh shogun, shogun fights yeah, yeah. shogun now there was another one um and because there was nothing honestly there was nothing going on around here and i was trying to get on that august 20th card down in uh, with uh, Molly and USFFC, and apparently they already had their mindset on who they wanted pros on that card, so that kind of didn't happen. And then, yeah, I kind of so, fell into it.
2: Well, so let, the, the fight that you have is a really exciting fight, and I'm going I'm to try not to butcher this guy's name, but um, your opponent is Grom Mestverishvili. He's from the. Cool. S- <laughs> that sounds well, about right. <laughs> nailed it. it nailed like
0: nailed a, it. Some Slavic. Like yeah, <laughs> he's from he's
2: from Georgia, uh, not geor- the Georgia that's in the United States, I don't think. But uh, Garam Mestrishvili, and what we know about him is he's a two in one fighter who is out of the Sarah Longo camp. Is is that uh, what, what? do you know about uh, this fighter that's your opponent that they call the Cyborg?
1: Um, that's pretty much it. I watched tape on him, his last fight. I know he hadn't. He fought twice over there, which you know they were professional fights, but it's almost like. I don't know, bushly compared to fighting over here. I guess I don't know. If, at least from what I saw in the video. So he went like five years and didn't fight, and then he came here and fought. I think it was in like April of this year, and that was that was his last fight. So,
2: Trevor, did you watch the tape on this guy too? I did, and yeah. wh- what were you, what was your impression?
0: Uh, he does not like to get punched. Um, he tends to strong man through a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, he definitely just seems like he relies on a lot of strength instead of technique. Like, nothing too spectacular, really. I mean, it seems like it's like he, he stays in the fight. Like, for someone that doesn't like getting hit, he'll still come right back, but he shoves up a lot. Uh, when you drop for takedowns, they're very just like to drop down and just grab the waist and mongo smash on the way down kind of stuff. I mean, it was – I think he kind of felt the same way. The guy he fought, if, he, if that guy had an ounce of jiu-jitsu, he probably would have – done better yeah
1: he did i mean the guy he fought had a lot of experience uh it was jay his name was jay silva i believe and he might have fought in bellator or the ufc or something i don't know the dude had like a lot more fights and um you know he was taking he took some knees to the face like a champ though i'll give him that but he did he didn't seem to like to get punched and for those that know me i don't mind that so much (laughs) You know, that's what, that's what makes a fight, so... Uh, yeah, I, w-
2: I, w- I was talking with expensive radio consultant Betsy on the way over about your fight with Harold Hubbard where there was some heavy leather thrown on both sides and it was one of the most entertaining amateur fights that we've seen here in North Carolina. So right, I, I think right. it's safe to say that, that you don't shy away from, from trading blows with guys.
1: No, I mean, that's, that's, my, that's one reason I fight because people, that's what people come to see, man. And I'll be honest, like, I get kind of disappointed. Like, I haven't finished a lot of fights, but I get disappointed when they don't go distance like my last amateur fight i know people are probably like well that's stupid but you train so long and then it ends so quick and you're like what the crap man and it's just like like my last amateur fight we went the guy couldn't answer the bell the second round because i think something when i took him took him down he hurt his ankle or something and um i don't know and i was like disappointed about that and then my last fight coming off of like almost two years and not fighting since i had acl surgery and then they were like it ended in like 30 some seconds i was like man i was like man this sucks and apparently (laughs) mike mike somerville a good friend of mine and we started training together back in the day and uh he said like brandon i can't repeat what what he told me brandon said but he was just like disappointed he was like what the because it ended so quick. I think, <laughs> it, I think Brandon Myers was like, "Hey, man, get some he was, rust off." Like, I get, think he was like, kind of disappointed that it didn't, you know, go longer. But I don't, honestly, I don't do a lot of guillotines. And the guy just kind of ran at me with his head down, and my like, muscle memory, I, I just grabbed it, and I wasn't honestly, I wasn't choking him that hard. And I, I'm being dead serious; like, I didn't even hip into it. His, I did put his back against the cage, so he couldn't like try to defend it. But I don't know if he just like you know he's like one of those guys that doesn't like getting choked or that bothers him being around their neck. I, I don't know. Well, that, that is really interesting that you d- I, to hear you say that about wanting longer fights
2: because you had and we'll get into this more as, as the show goes on. You had some really serious setbacks. You mentioned you had ACL surgery. The last couple of times you've been supposed to fight and things have fallen through, your opponent has backed out, and and, and, and so that has to be...
1: No, I backed out, according to my opponent. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: What blew me away was like, that guy, who's, It's what was it, Rusty Heehaw is what he sounds like. That's uh, what his name rhymes with.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, it blew me away because we were hanging out at the fights and uh, we're going to go, I'm like, hey, let me get you a drink, and we run into one of his fans, the guy's like, man... F you, you're oh, a coward. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't believe you backed out of the fight. And we're standing guy, there going, like, man, I'm like, like do you not dude, know the whole story? I'm like, like what the heck, man. Last- like, Dusty didn't eat, like. I mean, Rusty, he didn't even show up to the to the <laughs> fights afterwards. Yet but, he he made everyone think that you were the bad guy in this situation. I did
1: see him, and when we were leaving, like, I was with my wife and her family and whatnot, and my family, and they like he was like eyeing us down, like him and this this drunk guy. And I'm like, give me a freaking break, man. Like. I don't, honestly, I never, ever want, like, when I go to a fight, I'm not, like, hating on the guy, like, screw you, man. I don't get into that crap, man, like some people. I don't have a hatred towards the person I'm fighting. It's a sport. But this guy, I seriously wanted to. Bash him in his face <laughs> I mean, well so we try to lead I'd, a dra- I, I
0: would have yelled world star and filmed it
1: <laughs> so we we
2: try to lead a drama free life here at the concussion cast, but since we brought up this story, I think it, I think we have to tell the listeners exactly what we're talking about, which is you were supposed to fight, you trained, you cut weight you were you were on weight, and then then tell us what happened from your perspective
1: yeah um it's it's funny because. Like, I know the people that know me and I train with, they know the story, but I guess not everybody knows the story. So it was, I, I don't know, the fight was scheduled in, like, January, and then the freaking snow, it, it started snowing. And, of course, they called a state of emergency because we're such wussies down here. a little bit of snow on the ground, heaven forbid. And then they canceled the fight because the boxing commission is part of the state, and then they reschedule it. Man, I was on weight, like, as soon as I found that out, I go to cookout. Like, I called Dewan and I was like, man, the fight's off. He's like, no, nah, man, because, no, nah, man. I'm like, yeah, dude, for real. And uh, I was like, I was on the way to the gym to get, like, a little cardio in because it was, like, two days before the fight, three days. And uh, I was like, I was like, got to go by cookout. I was I was like, man, screw this. So I went and got a bunch of food, and I took it to the gym. They were having a 12 o'clock class, and Brandon was in there. He's like, oh, I cannot believe you brought this in here. And I'm, like, eating hot dogs and milkshake <laughs> and french fries. He's like, man, you were so close on weight, you should have just went ahead and did the rest of the cut just to see how you'd react because it was the first time going to 170 in like four years. <laughs> it been that long? Yeah, like my first three fights were at 170, and then so I was like, man, the reason I wanted to do that is because I was like, man, I just want to see if we I can do it. We need to post
0: up some pictures of uh, him from his first fight <laughs> <laughs> like what he looks like <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah,
1: I look like a little kid, you but did. anyways. It's, hilarious. Um, it's just been a little over five years ago, and then so, then they reschedule it. You know, I get back down in the week of the fight, and I'm like, this, this. I get a message, and I'm like, I get a message from Chris Conner, and he's like, Hey man, uh, dude wants to change the weight, the the fight to a catch weight. Blah 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 because he's got some doctor's note about his livers and enzymes or something. But guess what? They're raised. I can take a freaking Advil and go get my blood tested, and my leopards or whatever the heck it is will be raised. I mean. So he's getting this this note saying that he can't cut weight that close back to back. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And I, I did I I did I usually don't lie about my weight, but I did tell him I was closer than what I actually was. Chris is listening; he's probably gonna be like, man, freaking guy. But uh,
0: so used to it by now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did what I said I was gonna do. I ended up upping it to 175. He either wanted 175 or 180. I'm like, no, man, I was closer to 175, so I was like, let's do 175. And he agreed to it. So we get down. Weigh-ins were, the official weigh-ins were at the hotel in Marriott and Raleigh. We get down there, and and everybody's weighing in. And I'm like, where's this freaking guy at? He's coming from Virginia somewhere, Richmond, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, this is crap, man. I'm like, you need to let me weigh in. I cut the weight. I'm not going to sit here and wait on this dude who knows where he's at. <clears throat> so he, he didn't make it to the official weigh-in. And we had to go to Lucky B's, a bar in downtown Raleigh, do like the promo weigh in and stuff. So we do that. He comes for that. And he they just had a mock scale there. And we compared it actually to the commission scale. And it was like right, weighed what it was. So he gets on the scale. And I, I looked at it. And it was like 180 or something like that. I think it was 180. I'm like, this dude said he was on weight. He's supposed to be 175. There's no, it was 175, period. It was no plus or minus. He comes in at 180 on that, but that wasn't official. So they told him. Was this a pro fight or an amateur fight? You would think it was amateur,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the way this dude was acting. Yeah. This is just the beginning. So then he, he, we next morning they allow the commission allows him to weigh in at uh the the AMI weigh in because we had to do our rehydration, but they were going to allow him to weigh in then and make that his official weight. He comes in uh 182 or 184 i'm like what the heck man like seriously and at this point i was like i don't know i don't even know what i was weighing. it didn't matter i was less than 13 pounds i actually overshot it in that morning the scales were kind of whacked out it was weird like dewan had a little bit of an issue with his weight and me and him are actually cutting in the car with the heat on and, Mm -hmm. and but like he had to drop like a half pound and i had to lose a little bit too because my scale i can it's funny thing is I took my scale to the commission and compared it and I knew how far it was off. And then when I get down there it's like even further off and I'm like this is ridiculous. Anyways, so we get up to the place and he weighs in, he's like 184. And I'm like I'm like all right. This this makes no sense. He's supposed to weigh 175. He had all freaking night, right? And then apparently he talked to somebody about the hydration. So he thought he could come in at like 188 because the hydration rule but no you never officially weighed the first time it's based off of what your weight is 13 pounds so if he was you know it's 13 pounds from whatever you weigh not the weight that we're supposed to fight at so i'm like man i'm like chris is like well you can i said well you need to tell him i was gonna fight him regardless i didn't give a crap because i just everybody i sold a bunch of tickets i'm like man i don't give Mm -hmm. a few pounds to heck with it but i'm like he's still got to try to cut weight so he's like all right i leave i'm like chris is like you want to stick around I'm like no i'm going home man i ain't gonna stick around and wait for this clown to cut weight so he's cutting and apparently he's cutting and um i don't know how chris talked to into the commission letting him weigh in at five o'clock that day so we get down there they weigh him he's gained two more pounds so, so he for, was so he was cutting
2: weight for everyone listening at home uh, cutting weight means you you take weight off, not put it on. <laughs> so it's supposed to work the opposite <laughs> of the way that it's been <laughs>
1: described so take. far. Yeah. Cut. So <laughs> this clown is cutting weight. Supposedly, he gets down there, weighs like two more pounds. So they reweigh me. You know, because you have to be within seven pounds. And at this point, it didn't matter for me because I already did my hydration weigh in. Or whatever, and we were like nine pounds apart. So here's here's the funny part we're nine pounds apart now and i just got drink, done drinking like this whole thing of coconut water if i would I, it didn't matter i didn't know they were i did not know they were going to reweigh me i really didn't i thought they were just going to weigh him and um we're we're two, we're two pounds apart and then he so then he was like he's like man this is crap man you don't want to fight blah 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 because you won't cut the two pounds to make weight no 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 <laughs> commission at that point x to fight because they're not going to allow me to cut weight two hours before an there's hour a, before the event.
2: For everyone who's a little confused, there's a regulation you can't fight. The, the commission won't sanction it if you're not within seven pounds, yeah. right? And so, yeah. so, so Dan thinking, hey, I've weighed in already, yeah. uh, you know, and, and and you know, it's it, it is is two pounds over than that. What I don't understand is why couldn't he just weigh in with like two pound ankle weights or something i don't know no they We've wouldn't
0: Done that away before like no nah, like, man people's pockets of like change and stuff they like they that.
1: wouldn't i think somebody said that like let him drink and they were like no at this point since they gave him three freaking chances they were like and i don't know how i thanked Cherie, um what's his name terrence Merryweather. i thanked them all i was like man i really really appreciate y'all doing this trying to excuse me trying to make the fight happen and I don't know and then so the dude's running his mouth like i seriously almost got in a fight with him in the locker room and then like lamont the guy that runs next level was like getting him out and like it was funny man i was like this i was like you gotta be kidding me this guy's telling so then i asked him i'm like look man i said can you all at least get me like a vip table or something so they got me a table and i had like a bunch of people there so they let me get up there and they actually trevor's buying me a drink and I almost missed my opportunity to go up there and talk <laughs> and thank everybody for coming and then once I got done doing that, this this drunk guy starts this. Well, no, this one guy stops me and tells me that Dusty's going around telling everybody I backed out of the fight. And I'm like, I told the dude the whole story. He's like, Well, I'm gonna call him out. I said, Yeah, dude. And I'm gonna. I told him, I said, Your friends are. You know what? And I'm not gonna use the words. Obviously, I can't. But I'm like, dude, you, were, that dude. you were real angry. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's telling people this. I backed out of the fight. And then this drunk guy starts running his mouth. He's going to whoop your, your – I'm like, all right, what? I just started laughing. I'm like, this is like white trash drunk guy. And I'm like, dude, give me a freaking break. Well, Tonight's Daniel not tonight, like an man. <laughs> Anyways, that's the story. And then I hear – I'm like, man, I really like to fight this guy. So I was talking with maybe fighting him up in Virginia. And I found out he fought again at like 2.05. Hurt his knee in like the first round, and he lost that fight. Mm sorry to say and uh <laughs> he, he um i i heard he was i saw he was supposed to be fighting again and i heard that he did the same crap where he pulled this crap with the weight and didn't end up fighting and i also i heard from other people that he was running his mouth on facebook about how professional he is and this that and other so, that's the end of that. We'll talk about something else. Yeah, no,
2: like, and I, <laughs> I want to make I want to make clear, like, for, for the folks out there who, who are listening at home, like, you know, if you've ever cut weight or watched a friend cut weight and go through the process of training hard to prepare for a fight, any fight, let alone a professional fight, even a jiu-jitsu match, think about how tiring and frustrating that is. And I, I wanted you to tell this story not just to, to sort of clear the air about what happened to this particular individual, but to highlight how frustrating a fighter's life can be, mm-hmm. in that, like, you do what you're supposed to do. You work hard, you cut weight, card gets canceled okay cards again you're gonna get a chance to fight you work hard you cut weight you're on weight the guy misses weight you make arrangements to make weight at a different weight he misses again and then and then you know with with, you know after you've put in you know what eight to ten weeks like maybe a couple of months at that point. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a long camp. It was about 10 weeks at that point. <laughs> yeah. You st- and and then you don't even get to fight. Yeah. And and we were I, I was glad that you got to, at least got to get in the cage and like and you know and at, at that next level event, but especially coming off, you know, with the injuries you had, the time off must have been really frustr it must have been particularly frustrating for you to not be able to fight that night.
1: Is that right? Yeah, um yeah, I, because like I said, I had so many people there. Mm-hmm i was one trevor was yeah i mean next level dude they're great man they supported me i like i love them guys and uh Mm -hmm. it sucks they canceled their card in october um do you know the reason behind that i don't know i talked to chris and he said they don't know he said if he said if i'm sure they have like a real big reason they wouldn't have canceled it but i don't know when they're rescheduling um so i I don't know
2: well let's segue back into your next opportunity to fight which is going to be in atlantic city on this card now we talked about your opponent uh Real, you know, and, you know, physical specimen, tough wrestler comes from, and you know, we, we talked a little bit about the the tape you watched. Comes from a really good camp. The Matt Serra Longo camp is a pretty well respected one. And so, what do you have a particular game plan coming to this fight? Are you preparing for it differently than you would other fights?
1: Um, yeah, dude, you don't even realize, like, just even right now how much training I'm putting in. Like, I know Trevor mentioned something about it last week, coming to the gym early and. Put taking two two Tylenol before I go to bed prevent heart attacks. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: uh, <laughs> um, no, I said Advil. Then you, you texted to remind me. It's it's, it's aspirin. It's, it's aspirin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, no, man. It's just like I'm. I know this is a big opportunity, and my whole thing is on this fight. Like I haven't went over the game plan with Brandon yet, but I mean, I'm talking with Trevor. It's going to be a lot of movement. Th- this it guy, he's yeah, a he's way. pretty muscular. <laughs> so, which everybody's usually bigger than muscular, more muscular than me. But uh, mm-hmm. he's he kind he of moves. Stop saying that about yourself. He moves. That's fine. He moves real he stiff. So too. you know, we're trying to do a lot of movement, wear him down, and then 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 I can you know take him down from there. And when he gets tired, he's. I mean, once he gets out of the first round, she's going to be strong in the first round. I feel. And then after that. I believe I'm gonna like I'm I'm never out of shape for fight. Yeah. It gassing is not an option.
0: We talked um, about that being part of the thing, you just keep moving. Yeah. Like, I mean stop. we get
1: out of the first round, he's he's gonna be worn down, I I'm pretty certain. His cardio might be a little bit better than what I saw, but that's my game plan for right it, now.
2: It's interesting that takedowns are in the plan because, like, in, in the fights, you know, you are a purple belt, a Gracie Raleigh in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but, like, from your fights that I've seen, you really like – you enjoy striking. You enjoy standing and trading. So is, is this – is what's the logic behind wanting to take him down? Do, have you seen
1: something in his ground game where you, there are holes that you feel like you can exploit? To be honest, I don't really know that much about his ground game. I don't know if he's, like, a jiu-jitsu guy. He doesn't necessarily look like a wrestler. He goes for takedowns, but he's not, like, a wrestler um you know he wasn't great in scrambles which i feel i'm pretty good in scrambles um i i mean it's a tough fight but i think it's a good matchup um i feel pretty confident about it compared to the other guy that they were gonna have me go against that was really athletic which for some freaking reason i always try to almost get paired up with really athletic guys (laughs) i don't know why it's like oh fight this guy he's then I watch him like, damn, he's super athletic. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's really athletic,
0: and I'm like, we were talking about the new river dam. Um, Do you, you really? You give a it's okay. It's not
1: one. It's not one of
2: the seven words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so you you've been cursed to fight a lot of really athletic people, but you still have a, a, a you you still are able to defeat a lot of those people with your skills and technique. What I'm curious about for this fight in particular. How can folks like, and we'll return to this at the end? How can folks support you? In that, like, are they get like obviously they could go to Atlantic City and watch the fight in person? Is there going to be a live stream where people can watch it? Or
1: no, you can only buy tickets from me and you can only come to Atlantic City. If you don't do that, then no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you can go on uh, GFL.tv and it's a pay per view. It'll probably be like, I don't know, five, nine, ten, fifteen bucks, something like that. You should be able to watch it live on there.
0: Ring Combat usually a good show, too, so I recommend people just go ahead and, like, check it out anyways. Like, Lou Negley has put on a great long-running show. There's always a lot of up-and-coming talent on those shows. Yeah, they,
1: like, they've sent a ton of guys to UFC. I mean, you're talking, like, Frankie Edgar, Fault Form, Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman, just to name a few. Yeah, they've had a champion so,
0: out of, like, every weight class. Like, that's going yeah. to there.
2: We'll get the information on the pay-per-view. Obviously, it would be preferable if you could make a, a fun road trip to scenic Atlantic City to watch Daniel fight in person, but we'll post all the information I for those of you that can't make some it. wait
0: to find heroin needles on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget seashells. I'm going to go collect some dirty needles on the beach. I can't wait.
2: <laughs> this is the, it's, a, it's a concussion cast field trip, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, changing gears a bit. So, back in... Trevor's in, <laughs> in the hospital with hepatitis. <laughs> so thanks they can food. cure that these days. Oh, sweet. Uh, probably. Uh, it, so your your fight nickname used to be the headcase and it's now the executive and i'm curious like i don't actually don't know the story about how you came to be called the headcase and i want to talk about the nickname transition later but let's let's start with the first nickname you got how did that come about
1: i don't know man it's <laughs> me Oh, i like think I, you know <laughs> like i said I so said, so mike somerville he um we start like you know back in the day he was like man let's start doing jujitsu and we can start going over here to this place in chapel hill and i was like you know we didn't know nothing nothing about it at the time it was like i don't even know when i started it was maybe like 2007 early mid 2008 i don't know and uh we started training over there with uh mozzie and Luis barrios over at chapel hill in that little that little freaking uh room they had in the back of that gym it's like big as nothing (laughs)
0: As and big has nothing anyways
1: so you know as time went on you know i progressed and was like man like we started competing three months into training we competed six months i got of course i got my butt handed to me after three months of training and going into a jiu-jitsu tournament so then i started fighting and then i don't know man it was just like i would always get all worked up like the calling because mike would you know like, I'd always be calling him. Like, maybe sometimes he was dealing with the promoters, and I'd just be like, hey, man, like, what, like where, what's the deal? Did you did they find somebody? Like, i call him, like, every, you know, couple of days or probably probably more than that. It was just, like, freaking getting all anxious and panicking about it. And he's like, that's when he started calling me the head case. <laughs> I think that's pretty sure that's where it came from. Either that or my ability to take a punch, which I don't know if that's something to be proud of or not. But, yeah, I... It was something along those lines. So,
2: you're the, <laughs> so you were the head case for quite a while. And now, uh, you, uh, didn't, didn't you have a contest to pick your new nickname? Yeah, what? like, I, th- I Cause, think. Because yeah, Jason, I believe, was it Bumpkin, <laughs> that Jason Bumpkin, Wingate? I had up?
1: a bunch. Yeah, I had a few people from the gym say, you know, Mandy, you always wanted me to change it. And so I think the, like, the 13 people that voted for the <laughs> nicknames on my poll that I did, thank you. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: It's a lucky number, and I was—I was one of those, by the way. And I voted for the executive, so so yeah, obviously so I'm pleased. Everybody pleading.
1: was like, "Man, I had some funny, funny ones, man." Because this one dude, Matt, he was like Matt, Matt Mirren. Mur- Mur- mm-hmm. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, "Hey, man, I think you should change it to Daniel Neverland branch." <laughs> I like lost it when he said that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that was so funny!" Yeah, and <laughs> But, yeah, and I guess it has a more of a ring to it, and, like, I was thinking about, like, the legislative, but then I was like, man, you know what the executive's like, the highest office in the government, so we're gonna go with that one. I,
2: I like the executive, because, like, you could also, you know, it could, you know, you could do a fight t-shirt that's like a three-piece suit. You could do like Ooh. you know, or something like that, I yeah, same Ooh.
1: about that, my, my motto I don't know, I came up with is like step into my office, I don't know if that's kind of <laughs> yeah. stupid that's real dumb,
0: no, no as I, your striking coach what? that's real real dumb.
1: i i kind of I kind of love it, but then I could, I could I don't know man, I couldn't I, really come up anyways, but we get you could walk out with like a gavel like. like. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's the yeah. judicial branch Oh no, yeah,
2: good point, good point Look, D- Daniel schooling me on social yeah, studies Like elementary civics
1: I, I don't know how I know that but, no. but so
2: What were the other options? What were the other options in the poll besides Neverland branch? Was legislative
1: or, and The executive were pretty much the top two I think There course,
2: were no tree related puns? Nothing. Yes,
1: I don't know how appropriate they are Like Daniel the Long Branch or <laughs> well we we can just
2: I, I just figured that was a reference to North Carolina's Order of the Longleaf Pine. Yeah. We're the <laughs> well, so the the state city per, of Oaks. City yeah, of Oaks. State Oak Branch. Yeah. State. <laughs> actually that's not bad. Well,
1: actually I thought about changing it because I did I read this blog that Cody Malte posted about your different coaches and whatnot. And he posts some pretty insightful stuff and uh I was like, Man, I was like working with like a either like a, some kind of mental coach, like a hypnotist or like some kind of mental performance coach so i t- reached out and talked to him about working with iman Madden and, and like i did like an intro Skype session like in, i don't know kind of like a preliminary type thing and he um he's like suggested that i change he's like i don't know what that means over i don't know what that means over there in the united states epic accent but over i don't even know but that you know so he's from <laughs> london tell what you're doing if they had a stroke for a second <laughs> I, I was like, did we just lose Daniel? Like, what did happen? I, like, have a stroke and I come back with a British accent yeah. all the time. Anyways, uh, so he's like, man, I do You're going to come what- to right with the fight. Where am I? You, you, you've been talking
0: British accent for the past month. I don't know. Like, I thought you were fine. That
1: happened recently to somebody, by the way, but uh, I saw it on the news. But uh, he's like, man, I don't know what that means over there, but over here that means you're, like, mentally unstable. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what it means over here. <laughs> So he's like, I think you should get rid of that negativity and change it. So I told him about the executive and he's like, Yeah, that sounds good. So then I was you know, I kinda just vote let people vote and you it, know.
2: it seemed like that was the strongest, uh, it seemed like that was the strongest candidate and so we're we're excited. New nickname, new attitude um so one look on life absolutely
0: (laughs) he sees like like sunshine and rainbows and flowers all the time because meds wore off
2: so (laughs) that's right yeah (laughs) so speaking of positive changes um i'm curious about what if anything are you doing differently in your fight camp this time in terms of nutrition in terms of lifestyle Uh, how have you how you changed up your fight camp
1: oh well i've started working with trevor more he requires me to come to him at least three days a week or he will not go to corner me <laughs> and
0: <laughs> it was a it was a good conversation uh, no
1: nah, and um no nah, so i started the least three three days a week uh monday wednesday fridays we're doing a six a we're training at 6 a.m because i still have a full-time job um so branch we're doing improvement s- yeah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So like branch home improvement <laughs> look us up branch home com. <laughs> um he um so we started training at six AM and I you know, I got a few guys interested. It's like so Mondays we're doing like ghee drilling like pretty hard. It's gonna be kind of competition based and Evan it was kind of an idea of Evan. He started it. Like Evan, we just kinda built off of it. Evan Aradonga. Yeah. Even though I told him I would talk bad about him since he didn't say anything nice about me last week. <laughs> and uh <laughs> No, I'm not so going to. Um world. and uh so we just kind of we just decided, like, Mondays will be gi drilling. Wednesdays will be, like, wrestling, no gi, takedown or whatever, takedowns and wrestling. And then uh, Friday will be open mat. And then, like, in between. So I've, I've definitely started that, and I'll be training in the afternoon or in the evening, too, after I get off work. That's pretty much what I've added in. I have I mean, my training is going to be a lot harder. My nutrition is uh, pretty much the same as it's always been. I'm, still
0: a lot of cookout. Uh, no, I yeah, still Marlboro like to eat. cigarettes. So I'm always uh, having to cut riser. weight
1: because I have an issue trying to keep my weight down. I issue. don't know, man. It's I get it's yelled at that by, I get yelled at by light Brandon light all the time. I told him I told Brandon, I'm like, Man, I'm gonna fight in August. He's like, I told you you're not gonna fight until you get your weight down. I'm like, uh Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I booked a fight for September. And then he like starts almost yelling at me, you know. He's doing it for, you know, he's doing it to be a coach and like, mm-hmm. cause he's like, man, he I told you. you, you need to get your weight under control, cause I don't want you worrying, having to worry about that, and you know, you need to just worry about eating for performance and not worry about cutting weight, which is true. Mm-hmm. He's, he, you know, it was true. Kind
0: of goes hand in hand, like that weight.
1: But I on. was lo- I was watching, what was I, oh, I was talking, watching something with George Lockhart and for us a hobby, and they were talking about his nutrition. George Lockhart's a nutrition guy, and he was like. He's like, hey, uh, you know, you just need to train as long as you're eating good. Don't worry about your weight. It'll come off if you're eating good. Don't worry about it. Just, like, make that, like, a secondary thing. But if you're training hard, that's just going to be, like, the side effect. So I started looking at it like that. And he was saying, like, Farasa would say, oh, I ate like crap, so then me and George will be killing it the next day in the gym, like, to burn it all off, which, you know, tends to be what I do anyways. But uh, (laughs) I try to do when I have a bad day. (laughs) But, you know, that's the way I'm kind of looking at it now. So So I'm a big believer
2: in that philosophy in the philosophy of eat clean, eat for performance, and train hard, and the way it will come off. But, like, I'm interested. This this relates to a question that I told you I wanted to ask before, which is the differences between training with Brandon Garner and training with Jason Bumpkin-Wingate, both of whom are excellent coaches in very different aspects. And I'm just curious about what it's like working with
1: each of them. Uh, Brandon's a lot harder on me um, when I do get time with him. I think he expects some more out of me. Um, but For those that don't know him, I honestly, like, he's been around a long time. Um, you know, he's a hoist Gracie jiu-jitsu black belt. He's fought, like, 10 – I think he's had, like, 10 pro fights. Uh, and, like, he knows a lot. Like, he – and he, like, I don't – I haven't sparred in a while because I know he's having back troubles and stuff, something with his back, and he wasn't, you know, sparring as much. But every time I do spar with him, even though he I outweigh him by probably forty pounds, like he freaking throws me around like a rag doll, and uh, like it's always good getting to train with him. Like I said, I think he's harder on me because he expects more out of me. Bumpkin, like he is. Like I love everybody, man. I think everybody loves Bumpkin, but he—he uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't really say anything bad about him. Yeah, no, guy. you can't, man. He's he had, so he had, like he had
0: some, you know, questionable hairstyle choices for a while. <laughs> His,
1: I don't know, dude. Lately, when he went with that, like, yeah, the, uh, what's it called, that pompadour type, dude? He it was on point, man. I told him I was like, man, that that is like your best haircut. Last to time I date. saw him, he
0: had like the samurai bun, but, like a shave on the side. No, and, like, he he
1: did one after that, and I'm okay. like, man, that looks good. Yeah, and the then, pom- the pompadour was pretty dope. I yeah, must say, I told him that, and I was like, man, that that's your best one for sure. And then uh, – <laughs> he's funny, though, man. I was – he was posting some stuff about how his uh, – he got some of his um, surveys back from some of his students that he was teaching and just some of the stuff they were saying about him. I can't remember. It was freaking hilarious. And you got to kind of know him. Yeah. I guess his students don't know him like we know him They kind of know, like, it was just funny. But he's, like, so – I don't know, detail-oriented. Like, the dude is – like, I, I'm telling you, recently, I've noticed, like, he has gotten so much better. He's been a brown belt a really, really long time. He has. Yeah, eight years. Eight yeah, years. And, wow. like, I honestly, in the last couple months, like, just rolling with him, I'm like, because he, like, he weighs, like, 135 pounds soaking wet. He's not the strongest person in the world, but I'm going to tell you one thing. His freaking technique is insane, and, like, he has gotten so much better, like, I've noticed in the last few months. I feel like, but I I love learning from him too, man. He's always, he's always shows some good
2: stuff. Yeah. Bumpkin has a lot of, of technical skill and we've been talking with, with Jason about getting him into the studio. We'll hopefully do that in the next month, four to six weeks. Um, so it's always interesting to to hear what different people's learning styles are at, uh, and you know how how uh, training with different people affects affects them. Do you, you get you get around like you mentioned training with Trevor at least three days a week? Do you get around to the other local gyms at all? Or to you take advantage of training with 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 other local guys?
1: I wish I could. I go train. You know, we spar on Sundays. We're gonna spar when we leave here um, over at Forge and Carry. I w- honestly wish I could. I don't. It's hard for me to make time. Um, really is because of the full time job thing. Yeah.
0: You you always have a heck of a drive too. You're out in like uh BFE, right?
1: Yeah, Fuquay. Yeah. I'm mean, used to driving, mm-hmm. you know, 30 minutes to go just about anywhere. So but uh I wish yeah. more
0: people would do that. I hate when I hear like, "Oh, 15 minutes works too far cuz of traffic." I'm like, "Shut up. You just yeah. get like, used to it." I don't like, know. Like 10 no, years ago sure. people would travel like an hour to go train for like an hour. If you really want to do uh, it, still, you're going
1: to do it. It's bottom line. If you really want to do it, you're going to do it. Just like I had this conversation with Gene Kim the other day talking about it people training they, f- they uh, like you got so many wannabes in this sport it's insane and the number one thing they ask you is you tell them to come train they're like well how much is it mm-hmm. if they ask that question right off the bat they're not coming to train right and i think you can attest to that 100 mo- percent. yes money can be an issue when you're training but if that's your number one concern you're not going to do it if you want to really do it you're going to pay mm-hmm. i
0: hate answering the phone at the gym well how much does classes cost and i think like, in the back of my head i'm like well, a you're probably not committed to it because you'd be exactly. in here, and b yep. you, if you're gonna ask it off the bat, there's a karate school around the corner. Tell right, them it's on like, the hey, website. That's a what for an class. That's <laughs> I'm gonna. That's yeah.
1: what
2: I tell people. Just look on the website. <laughs> I I'm, don't even know. I'm gonna nerd it up for a second. There's a French philosopher named Andre Malraux who oh. talked about uh who talked about the will and there's the will to do and the will to feel. And so, like you say, if you if you have the, if you want to do something, if you have the will to do it, you're like, oh, the best gym to train at's 45 minutes away there. Yeah. But there are others that have the will to feel, who want to feel like a fighter. And like, huh. and There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot. Right? A lot. Like uh, Rusty Heel. Uh, <laughs> 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 and uh, <laughs> Well, like, you know, and, and you, and, you know, without without calling anybody out in particular, like, you, you see, you that see these things. <laughs> 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 the, you, you should have a new poll. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you have the folks that are sort of, and, and you know, and look, not everybody's cut out to, to you know, there, there's a place in the martial arts for, for everybody, but, like, I feel like that place should be actually training for most people. But you do, you see these folks, right, they either come into the gym and are like, how much is it? Can I clean the mats? Yes. Okay, I'll see you next week. And, and you never see them, but their Facebook profile is... You know, them in a cage because they, you know, or or whatever, because somebody let them.
0: My favorite people in the gym are the people I've trained for eight years, like never fought, but they're still there every day and they can hang in there with guys that compete and fight. They're like these amazing athletes. You have have these average Joes that go in there and hang out. Like, those are my favorite people. You don't have to, that's what people don't,
1: you don't have to fight or have to do any of that crap. To yeah. to do the sport. It's it's for it honestly is for everybody. You can adapt your game in jujitsu for however your body type is, whatever your age is. I feel that you can make a game around that.
2: I, I completely agree. And I'm gonna ask you an open ended question that for a second, which is like that I'll give you my answer, which is I wanna ask you about some of the toughest people you train with and the people that, that push you the hardest that give you the best training, but I also want to ask you about some of the people at your gym that you're you're most proud of and, and those may be two different answers like like i'll tell you I'll tell you one of my answers some of the people i'm proudest of are the people like trevor describes who are like people with day jobs small people women people who are never going to go out and be a professional mma fighter and and attain that benefit of the lifestyle but the people that are going to show up every day for training not complain get get the crap cross-faced out of them by 180 pound guy and
0: be yeah. like Shout hey good to, job buddy to and kayla Zaidi <laughs> and carrie because that's what they're like you have like this couple yeah. they're in there every day crossfit jiu-jitsu muay thai or crossfit Thai jiu jitsu, every day, like three hours straight. It's amazing. They're the most
2: normal people you'll ever meet, and they're they're awesome in the gym. And what I love about those folks is, like, you know, if you know, I'm sure it feels amazing when you win a professional MMA fight. What I find awesome is people that will never get that gratification, like the folks that will never win a gold medal, the folks that will never get a paycheck for fighting, but they're still there every day grinding out, grinding out training. So let's let's talk about that. Like two different like of those two different categories or like who are some of the toughest people you train with as well as some of the people at, at your gym that you admire the most
1: toughest people
2: Hmm. you can't say chris luder i'm just kidding Hi, well you yeah, know
1: he would be he's up there on the list and i admire him because the fact he can pull off <laughs> neck tattoos me and, like and him man i'm gonna tell and, you what i we went to scout out Harold Hubbard. When, I'm going to get off subject for just a second. We went to scout out Harold Hubbard when I fought him down in Havelock. Like, on a whim. I'm like, dude, you want to ride with me to Havelock or go watch Harold fight? He's like, sure, man. On the way back, I got, like, his whole life story on how he changed and turned around. So, I keep trying to tell him he needs to come on here. But We do. We definitely need to get Luther he, on the he show. Don't, I don't know if he wants to do it, but anyways so him man when he i was very because i've trained with him for a long time and he's like one of my number one training partners and i mean he's been around he started out boxing doing some mma now he's doing straight jujitsu and i'm gonna tell you one thing when he got his like he was a white belt because he wasn't training anywhere to get his to get you know where he could get a belt and then he gets a blue belt and then next thing i know he's a purple and he's like purple before me and i'm like this is crap (laughs) like like, no no man but seriously I was very proud of him because like he like the amount that he grew in that short amount of time from blue belt to purple belt even though he was a white belt technically I mean or like ranking wise but technically he wasn't really I don't feel that he was still a white belt at the time when he started training at Gracie Raleigh but he grew so fast and I was like man this guy and then like he was beating the crap out of me like to come from boxing and like not have any ground game, and then like started beating the piss out of me, and I'm like, oh man! And then because he's he's freaking strong, man, and like when he won the the uh the, New York Open or no, Atlanta Open. I mean the Masters, Master Two Division when oh, he was a the pants, yeah, yeah, Pan Ams, couldn't remember for a second, and then uh, like I was like, man, I couldn't because he used to have this like go go go, like he's if you've ever rolled with him, he's tough as crap, man, and he's like he's got this. He's got what he he calls him like his loot moves or something, you know, luterizing people. Where like he like, dude, he doesn't he doesn't really do it with other people. He does it with me because he knows he can get away. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like just knees on the side of your head when you're on the ground. Like, he does it with me. Uh, he might do it with some other people, but he like he is he never gives up. Like his cardio is always on point, and that's one of his 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 good aspects. And he that's why he's always super hard to train with. He's you know, he's still I sparred with him not too long ago. His boxing's still pretty good, so and he's like my size. One of the few people I have that I can train with that's my size, and like one, one, fa- one of my favorite one of my favorite jujitsu
2: matches I've ever had is uh, was with Chris Luter. and uh, like and I'm a competitive person, so I don't. It's rare that I will be like one of my favorite matches is when I lost, but it was this really like you said, Looter's motor never stops running. No. He will yeah. never give you an inch to rest, and that's really fun if like it's a technical jujitsu match where it's like oh I, he broke this grip, I got to get this regrip now, I got to spin now, I got to, and it was just non-stop that and that and, and and you know still and we were, I mean I, I don't know if he was exhausted at the end I was exhausted at the <laughs> end but it was just a, a tremendous match and so I can see how he'd be a super valuable training
1: partner yeah and then uh, you know there's always a couple of guys that are I'm trying to think man who some tough people are but I, just thinking of people at the gym I mean there's a, some guys you know that I wrestle with that are a lot faster than me like that like in the instant like I'll be trying to get up Soon I even go to like my knees, like turtle for like a half a second, not even like dudes on my back like that, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, think I I hope the guy I'm fighting's not this fast because <laughs> 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 if he is, I'm I'm screwed, man. Yeah. So, you know, I got a, a dude named Sean Corcoran. He's like he's a little bit taller than me, like he weighs about 170, but he's a boxer like a decent boxer he's really quick but he's also he also wrestled for a long time oh that
0: young kid yeah oh yeah i keep i don't know why i keep calling me a different name
1: and then um know. you know i got a few other guys they're really tough um you know it's hard to think man but you always got people that come in every now and then that are like really tough and but then you don't see them yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, so in the time we have left, uh, we have about we we got not not quite ten minutes left. So I want to make sure that you get the chance to talk about the people that support you and your sponsors. But first, I want to circle back to this upcoming fight. So folks can buy tickets from you. Uh, folks can, if they want to see the fight in person, go to Atlantic City. And what's the website where folks can order the pay per view? Uh, gfl.tv. Go fight live. And we will we will post a link directly to that event on our Facebook page. We'll post it out on Twitter. So so be sure and check that out. Um, so what about what about other like so in terms of Gracie Raleigh, that's your your home gym.
1: Uh huh.
2: And so like, how would you say that training at Gracie Raleigh has changed during the years that you've been training there? You're considered a Gracie Raleigh OG, right?
1: Yeah, As I'm pretty close. Open, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, there's only like a couple people that have been there i think tom asta yeah tom asta he's been there since the very beginning i haven't i think i came in about six months after he opened oh. tom, tom's a dude i have a lot of respect for by the way oh, like, you yeah, to he get him on the show man he's he been around great. man he's got
0: dude, he has some great stories from really, fighting yeah. and traveling and stuff man
2: yeah and, yeah it's Thai dude. and oh yeah, yeah and
1: um i remember when he first started doing jujitsu man going straight from muay thai and he's getting pretty good too um yeah and then we you know because we kind of and then it really took me getting hurt to realize like i so i kind of started an unofficial mma class just with the guys so i could train on monday and wednesdays so that's kind of how trainings differed um obviously as the more students came and whatnot we've had to add more classes and you know or brandon's added more classes i don't have anything to do with that and uh you know that's that's You know, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm.
2: So um, let's talk about your, before we get into sponsors and all that, let's talk about your future goals as a professional MMA fighter. Like, you mentioned that some of your goals are to be on the big shows. Uh, I guess I'm curious about, like, where do you see that going over the, do you have a, do you have a plan for like in X amount of time, I want to be on this show. These are some
1: shows I would particularly want to fight on. Where do you see this going for you long term? Um, Long term. The long term for me is till the end of the year, because I, I'm gonna fight this fight, and I'm hoping I can get one more in. Um, that I wish there was really something local, because at the end of this year, I'm probably gonna hang up fighting, um, and then just focus more on jujitsu in the next year. I think I'm gonna start doing more IBJJFs. I mean, man, I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm old. I'm 30, but I I'm not, I'm not trying to make it. I never. I know I'm not going to make it because I'm not like, I can't keep up with these kids, man. It's just like, you got like the dudes like Evan Arredondo. I mean, prime example. You got these up and comers. I'm never going to be able to keep up with those guys. And the goal never was to make it. The goal was just to be like a decent, a local known fighter, um, you know, and stop getting punched for no money, and get paid a little well, bit it, to do it. it, it it's then, cool
0: because like the experience is something that you can't take away. Like, yeah, you've done something that a lot of people will never do. It's something like a lot of these people say, "I could do that." Well, they're not. No, they, yeah, you you're, you're just like that. the you're the poster child of like what I tell people: if you train, you can do
1: it. That's why I can't like, go watch it. fights anywhere because I it pisses me off. But yeah, uh, yeah it's real. And tough. I don't go like I don't. I'm not. I was going to talk about this earlier. Like you were talking about the guys that say they want to fight. Like they still have on their. Oh, is their yeah, if this their only job, they say they're a professional fighter. But you got these guys that say they're – where did you work? Where did you train? MMA. You don't even train, dude. Like MMA why, doesn't have an address. Why is that on your Facebook? Oh, Muay Thai is my favorite thing so, in the world.
0: Where do you train at? Oh, I, I don't.
1: The funny start. thing is I don't go around telling people that I fight. I really honestly don't. People that I'm with when I go somewhere, like we were out watching the fight. That dude's like, Yeah, he's a fighter. And I'm like, Oh my God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> so wear gym these shirts
0: stu- or like cage side
1: shirts. I might wear a cage anymore. side and stuff, but I don't, I do not tell people that. Honestly, more people tell other
2: people about it than I do. This is why Toro BJJ shirts are awesome, because people ask if you really like Toro lawnmowers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've, had, I've had that a couple times. Especially with this red one I got. Or on. Leather Chris <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that mean bull? No, yes. it says Toro. <laughs> Toro. <laughs> we gotta get him on here just for that story.
2: Yeah, we definitely have to we definitely have to get Bumpkin on. We definitely have to get Looter on. So, Daniel, in the time we have left, I know that you have some people that have supported you and I see that you have a list of those folks. Would you do you have anybody that you want to shout out in the couple minutes we have left?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It is amazing the blessings of support I've got for this fight because if anybody knows fighting in New Jersey is freaking crazy. Super. It's intensive. like they got to know everything almost besides like a full body cavity search. When you the, brought
0: in that thing for me to fill in a corner. Dude, view, they I asked blown. for
1: about child support <laughs> yeah. obligations in New Jersey for a corner license. And yeah. the funny thing is the corner license are 25, the fight license are five. But real quick, you got to have an EKG, a CT scan, an eye exam where they pretty much stick a spoon and look behind your eye and like almost gouge your eye out. You got to have a physical, a blood test which is the givens but anyways it's crazy uh, man
0: a top hat a monocle uh,
2: i
1: I, I got a couple of those you can borrow so i do want to thank uh everybody that's helped me out i got you know mad ethel's tattoo they've been with me a while and they do really great tattoos They finally finished the one on my leg it took like forever (laughs) but it's worth it and uh motion adrenaline um dude kirk ray He does like commercials and stuff you know he supports me Mike Peterson over at Big Brother Moving, if you have any, like, local oh, stuff, big local man. moves. I love that. Yeah, he's been around a while. Uh, yeah. Local, like, he moves. He doesn't, I don't think he necessarily does home moves, but he does, like, you know, if you need something moved, he'll help you out with that. And then GMP Automotive over in Apex. uh, They do really great work. A couple guys, they have a lot of experience, especially on GM products. And then recently I picked up Tinted Image and Garner Tint Shop. They do, like, vinyl stuff like that. Go see them for that. And then Max Muscle, I I was riding with them a while ago and then now they're sponsoring me with some supplements, so I really do love their products, Max Muscle out in Raleigh. And then of course Boomer, Those guys
0: seem to be pretty big supporters of MMA around here. The guys it, at Max Muscle.
1: Yeah, I mean, they I like their you I mean, I like their stuff like seriously, it's they're really good compared to some other stuff I've had and then last but not least Boomer over at Cage Side, he hooks me up And then my own business... Branch home improvement <laughs> for all which, your home improvement needs. Which
0: I
2: will be talking to you about as soon as we get <laughs> it off here. Well, executive
0: branch home improvement now, like split away from your dad <laughs> or something like that. And open up executive branch home improvement. <laughs> Ladies
2: and gentlemen, Daniel, the executive branch fighting out of Gracie Ra- Gracie Raleigh fights Grazie? next. Can you s- can you, you say that again? Gra- grazia. It means thank you. <laughs> Gracie Raleigh fights next September twenty third in New Jersey. You can check our Facebook page for the link to buy the pay per view. Daniel, best of luck in the fight and in all of your future endeavors. Thanks for coming in. No, thank you. All right, y'all. Next Sunday we'll have Valerie Worthington live in studio talking about her new book as well as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for Trevor Hayes, I am Shout Jeff out to Shaw. Rusty <laughs> this is the CageSide Concussion Cast. We will see you all next Sunday.